is this brief? Welcome back, everyone. We have had the most exciting two weeks ever. And we have a new trailer, too. And we have a new trailer on top of everything, so... The first official teaser trailer of House of the Dragon is now in our cold, dead hands. The excitement levels are... Off the roof. Yeah. <laughs> off the, off roof. the floor. <laughs> At a From the 1, windows 000, to the walls. Yeah. 1,000% right now. Um, Ice and Firecom was amazing. Thanks to everyone who came and said hi to us and went to the panels and came to our party on Friday night. That was awesome. We were able to put a spotlight on the bone spiral on the ground. Uh, we were able to have blue fire and a lot of other stuff. That was cool. Blue drinks. Blue drinks. A lot of people were really nice to my dog. Thanks you f- thank you for that. And to the girl who took my dog out of sight for a while, thanks for keeping him safe. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that was going to happen. Right, yep. right. Um, shout out to our new best friends. Shout out to our new best friends and uh, to our other new best friend, George R. Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you uh, for getting in touch with us a week ago and giving us one of the most insane weeks that we've also ever had. Uh, definitely for the podcast. Hannah's got her hands clutched on the side of her face like that painting of the guy on the bridge. I know. Um, we hung out with George R. R. Martin this weekend in Santa Fe. Pretty crazy. Pretty crazy. We had such an amazing time. We met him at Beastly Books, his bookstore. Where there is a shrine to him inside <laughs> yeah. the bookstore. And then beyond the shrine was a velvet rope, and beyond the velvet rope was a George R. Martin. With George himself. <laughs> we talked for maybe an hour and a half about House of the Dragon, about Fire and Blood, about Song of Ice and Fire, about just like fantasy and sci-fi in general. We talked about the podcast. We talked about Ice and Fire Con mm-hmm. a little bit. Mm-hmm. And just Santa Fe, he gave us a great restaurant recommendation. He did. And uh, I'm still dreaming about the Sopapillas. So if you're listening, George, thank you for that. So cool. <laughs> and then <laughs> we, after we talked for like an hour and a half, we went over to his theater. Jean Cocteau. Uh, Actually, it was the opening the night. The opening uh, night. They've been closed for... A season, I believe, uh, only a season, might have been a season and a half for uh, renovations, and uh, he was playing The Forbidden Planet for their their night back, and uh, that was that was really cool, and he uh, gave us some Amish popcorn and let us have access to the seasoning bar and meet some of his friends. It was, it was a really, really good time. It was such a special and unexpected Completely. opportunity. We didn't know about any of this. Until days leading up to it. And so even before we got there, it didn't feel real. So we are planning something very exciting in July. We're going back to Santa Fe. And we're going to interview George R. R. Martin <laughs> for Game of Owns. <laughs> for the podcast. George is, so what exactly is an own? Yeah. <laughs> I go, uh, Hannah? <laughs> so everybody gets so excited because not only is the trailer here and House of the Dragon is coming, not only are we making our way through Fire and Blood right now. But come this summertime before House of the Dragon premieres, we will be sitting down with George R. R. Martin to talk all things Targaryen and all things life. <laughs> it's so exciting. Probably so. mostly going to talk about Thomasitas. Yes, probably. <laughs> so, um, we're going to ride the train, too. We're going to ride the train. We are going to ride the train, which I'm very excited about. Very we excited. read the blog post on this very podcast. We did. About that. So, um... 
Yeah. <laughs> That's what's been going yeah. on for us. We're going to be uh, taking questions at some point. Um, everyone wants to know about wins. We didn't ask George about it. He brought it up. <laughs> but uh, so that's pretty much everyone knows all the news about that. At first, when his publisher reached out to us, we thought we were scared. We were like, is this wins? I know. For a second, I was <laughs> we like, really scared. there's no freaking <laughs> yeah, way. There's no way. But that's not what it is. It's other stuff. It's, it's everything. So uh, this is this is this is really cool. This is a cool time for the fandom because we're only at book five and. Uh, the author's paying attention. So <laughs> he was asking kind of about the community and the people that are interacting with our show and, and all that kind of stuff. And so if anybody has any questions for George himself, can, now's the time to start thinking about that. I was thinking like if you want to just write to us on email, you can and uh, we'll do social media stuff later. Yeah, we'll do an official thing. Your computer is burning hot right now. We're sharing a microphone because this was an emergency recording. We were not planning on this. I know. <laughs> so if our voices sound at different volumes, it's because we're we're leaning into the mic at different excitement intervals. Hannah's right up on it, boy. <laughs> it's like this is how we recorded my first ASMR. episode, which is so sweet. Well, that, so, that's true. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so no big deal, whatever. And I was talking about the trailer. Yeah, time, time to watch the trailer. <laughs> we're gonna play know. it starting meow, wolf. <laughs> What is this brief mortal life, if not the pursuit of legacy? Doctor Who? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, oh I call this Valarian. I Baratheon. Dreads. Promise to be faithful to King Viserys. Is that the nearest? Is that the Men would sooner put the realm to the torch. Yeah, get over it. <laughs> and see a woman ascend the Iron Throne. Bump it. <laughs> we play Greece. an ugly game. <laughs> you have the determination we'll boil to eggs. it. Boiled <laughs> <laughs> Imagine a devil dragon bag. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot how wild she looks. There. Yeah. All right. Yeah, four legs. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. So we, uh, you, you said save it. Like every time I try to talk about this trailer, don't talk about it now. So now let's talk about it. Now My, we can finally talk about the it. The microphone is on. What do you think? Um, so unbelievably excited. My anticipation for House of the Dragon has just grown and grown and grown and grown from being apathetic about it when it was first announced mm -hmm. to how crazy good this trailer looks. Mm -hmm. What do you like about it? It just looks good. Yeah. It looks, it has the polish of the dollar bills that the last seasons of Game of Thrones had. Yeah. And from what we've heard and word on the street is that the script for this show mm -hmm. is far and above people's expectations. Yeah, I think I think David has said it on the podcast before, but during our uh, Q&A panel uh, at Ice and FireCon, and I think probably at every panel he was on after that, he said that the script 
pieces that he's been given as far as translation, and I'm not sure whatever context that they give him around those translations so he can do those a little bit better, uh, have been the best writing that he's not only seen on Thrones-related stuff, but on all the scripts that Mm -hmm. he's worked on. And that includes, he's working on Dune 2 right now, he said. And so that's really, really exciting. Right. Either I, I know. Sorry, I was going to say I know George wants to talk about the job that he told us. He wants to talk about the jo- the job that Ryan Condal's doing mm-hmm. on this show and the entire writing team and who they've chosen to direct these episodes. And I know that he's seen a handful. I think two or three. And I asked him straight up, "Are you liking what you're seeing? Do you are you liking this so far?" And he he feels the same way. Right. So, uh, I, I think everyone that is really excited about this show being good is on the right track. Like, really good is on the right track. Right. Or either just George and David are going to like it. Exactly. It's, it's, like, very specific yeah. to their taste. <laughs> no. Right. But that's exciting to me. And yeah, so it really is. We've been talking a lot and just thinking a lot about the end of Game of Thrones and how it just, for a lot of us, kind of left a— f- I don't want to say bad taste in our mouth, but, you know, the show was fine, but it didn't live up to kind of the expectations that we had at the beginning of the series. And so, to me, hearing all of that about the writing and the script, plus what we're learning from reading Fire and Blood, plus then finally seeing a full trailer Mm -hmm. and kind of getting a scale and scope of all of it, I'm just, it's going to be amazing. I think so, too. I I think that, for the most part, and I've, I got reminded of this recently. I, I was watching. Uh, remember when you walked in the room and you're like, "Are you watching Game of Thrones yeah. stuff right now?" <laughs> <You were. laughs> I was. I was watching a, a supercut of the most shocking moments of Game of Thrones, uh-huh. and I got toward the end, and uh, I just realized how much f- happened so fast in those last episodes. Like, for right. example, in the bells, just. Uh, Sandor and Gregor, and uh, Sandor and Arya uh, uh, in the map, and. I was just thinking about how uh, these were such thematic uh, full circle moments and how many of them happened at once and how things like Euron and Jamie could not feel as climactic as it should because it's in the middle of all these other things that might be potentially overshadowing it. And there's just the speed of everything and how, how quickly it needed to happen, how quickly people needed to travel and all of that. I know that the technicalities aren't necessarily like what makes or breaks us enjoying stories. And I think for the most part, a lot of people would like us to just avoid thinking about how stuff works, like how Gendry was able to sprint from fighting with the White Walker style uh, bad guys all the way to the wall to get people like worked or not. Like suspending that belief and then just enjoying what happens is probably like a more uh, enjoyable way for even your soul personally to like interact with the story but still it's like we can't help but feel we want, I guess we want to soak everything up mm-hmm. so much and if there's so much of it then it's kind of difficult to process mm-hmm. and uh, I mean that's that's not really a bad problem that there's so much stuff we want to care about sure but for the sake of uh the history of the Targaryens and fire and blood for for one point we have another fire and blood coming so it didn't all fit into one big book and for two, this show is not going to be a season long. Right. We're not going right. to see the entire Dance of the Dragons or even in one season. Or even – this is just the beginning. Exactly. I mean, this is the catalyst exactly. of the Dance of the Dragons. So. so we're going to have it played out patiently. And it's also really centered around, I mean, one conflict that doesn't have to involve literally the apocalypse of all potential living life. Right. And that that's something that uh, George talked to us about 
which was a uh, fantasy always seemingly always needing to be like qualified by there being like a world ending event and how that's not necessarily like fair. And I think that what we're going to be, I mean, that's what we're doing with fire and blood. This isn't about a world or for with house of dragon. It's not about uh, the apocalypse of a planet. It's basically about the apocalypse of the, the efficacy and the power of one family mm-hmm. that's now so spread out uh, that there was what we've been talking about in the fire and blood episodes. It's now so spread out that uh, family drama instead of uh, Septon moons right. are the ones that are really threatening us. Mm-hmm. And so I think that um, a lot of these moments, I just think that the pacing is going to be really pleasing for people just as a TV show in general. And, like, one of my first thoughts when I see the trailer uh, or I would see, like, all the images that HBO has been using to promote it over the past year, year and a half or so, is, like, based on Fire and Blood. And I just think it's cool that, at least for this first spinoff, hopefully that we get a lot more, it's neat that we're still adapting a book. Right. You know, that's I think that's a really safe choice. And if it's part of, like, a a universe, like a sort of, like, MCU style that— will potentially go for years and years and years. It's a really patient one that I think is it's really cool if the quality is this high mm-hmm. and the patience and the storytelling is so spread out. I think it's going to give a lot of people like good ground to hold on to instead of what they have to do with the Marvel movies, which is like rush through an entire cinematic pop plot line in two and a half hours. We're going to get multiple seasons to do the Dance of the Dragons and Throughout our whole friendship and all of our friends that we know through the podcast that love A Song of Ice and Fire, everyone's always talked about the Dance of the Dragons. Mm -hmm. And the fact that it's not going to be a special feature in a DVD backstory only in a Game of Thrones Blu-ray set or one season, the fact that it's going to be like really told patiently, I think is, I mean, it's going to be told more patiently than it was in Fire and Blood. Mm -hmm. We're going to get more meat than even Fire and Blood has. Mm -hmm. And that's what I've been wanting from everything. Like, I wish the... The Potter films were were like that, you know, like a whole season for book one or something. But instead, we never really got that. But we right. are actually getting that now for the first time, which is pretty fucking crazy. It's really exciting. And I, you're talking about the patience of this. And something I'm thrilled about is that we get to spend all of this time in a place like King's Landing. And you think about all these, whatever video you're watching, greatest moments of Game of Most Thrones. shocking Oh, moments. sorry. <laughs> How many of those were centered around? Hold on, I just got to say shout out to one of the most shocking moments was that like in the cut was Podrick coming back from <laughs> when uh, Tyrion and Bronn sent him to treat with the, uh, well, what, what do you call them? I guess he was just trying to give Podrick a present. Oh, and then he came back yeah. with the money. That yeah. was in that was in the most <laughs> shocking moment list. Sorry, it go was on. pretty good. I just was going to say how, how many of those moments were surrounding the Red Keep or the throne specifically, mm-hmm. you know, and how much... I we liked that patience and how much we liked that human conflict around a very physical thing, the throne, you know? And I think that when we look at the last seasons of Game of Thrones, part of the issue is that we were just trying to do too much at once, like you were saying. And so dialing back in, in a place that's familiar, with a family that's familiar, I think is going to give even a casual fan enough familiarity and things to draw on and to be able to say this feels like game of thrones still or this is something that like the best parts of it yeah exactly needing to explain the universe exactly three times in one episode i think that that's gonna play really well with everybody even with folks who haven't yet watched or excuse me haven't yet read fire and blood um I think it's gonna be easy for them to jump in we get some of like the game of Thrones motif 
Shout the trailer. Our boy Ramin Javadi for coming back. They could not do it with anyone else. No way. I don't think. Never in a million yeah, years. So hopefully he got paid good for that. <laughs> coming back. Hopefully everyone's getting paid good for this. We get just enough of that. We get the Iron Throne. Which with the Garden of Swords. Come I know. on, guys, go all the way. Well, I know we've already seen a picture, or that was in the teaser. There's footage of it in the trailer now. In the in the teaser, but I it might be cliche. It is so exciting to see the Iron Throne depicted like that, kind of more book style. I love yeah, that. Yeah, it's, it's like half and half, right? But it it also sort of makes sense as far as the canon of the show is concerned because you understand how in 170 years, which is where GOT is roughly, after that point, after this point right now, Hot D, that maybe they got rid of the Garden of Swords around it. Right, like people took them. They took them know? or something happened. Maybe <laughs> we'll see that at the end of House of the Dragon, like a little baby dragon comes and melts right. the little small ones. You know how like in the olden days people would take souvenirs from things? Olden like days. there was like a battle, people would like go there and take pieces oh, of the yeah, flag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And then divvy them up. Yeah. And then now people are like, you can't touch this I, I have a artifact. Piece of a, I have a piece of a football goalpost in my car <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. now still from when I was in college. <laughs> See, there you go. That was a crazy day and night. It's the same thing with the flag. Or with the flag. <laughs> with the throne. Everyone's like taking little pieces. Maybe so. that's why. But that was really exciting. I don't know. It was exciting for me to see that. Anna has a lot of notes. We don't normally do a moment-by-moment trailer breakdown on these uh, episodes. This is like a... Mixture reaction video slash uh, whatever Hannah's got planned for us. There's a lot of really great resources online, though, if you'd like a shot-by-shot breakdown. Although Hannah has made one. I was thinking we could just, like, scroll through and just read every single one of your notes. I don't think that that's worthwhile. (laughs) Here's my favorite one from 38 Seconds, Gold Cloaks Fighting. (laughs) (laughs) I like to put, like, the second-by-second breakdown because... And people at home may feel the same way. When we are watching the Game of Thrones trailers, especially in the later seasons, I knew literally everything that was happening. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, you, we were so familiar with Westeros and the world that we knew everything. And the really exciting thing about Fire and Blood, as you're saying, is it's still familiar, but I don't know anything. Like the gold cloaks, you know, you know, I don't know what I'm saying, but all of these different characters that we're just starting to get to know and we're just starting to understand who they are. Um, you know, who Rainies and Rhaenyra and all these people, what they look like and what their yeah. personalities are like, yeah. you know. What did so. you think about the characterizations now that we've gotten to see more blocking? I'm specifically asking about Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> Matt Smith looks much better Dude, in this trailer. He looks like he's he yeah. looks he's going to pop out of the screen. I think they uh-huh. made a good choice. Like, I know he's like Matt Smith, and so it's hard to see him other than the roles that we're really familiar with him in. But, like, I think that he—we need, like, a powerful personality to play Damon. And, and I think he that looks he, good. He does look good, yeah. And I, I think he looks just creepy enough, too, mm-hmm. to be, like, a, you know, like a non—sort of, like, perfectly heroic-looking Targaryen. Like, I think even Viserys in his, like, less sexy state, and Hannah made fun of him Ugh. because Allison, <laughs> Allison walks up to him all nicely, and she's like, look, she was playing at .25 speed. She goes, look at him. Oh, she, With, like, kisses his cheek, and his face is fallen. This is a young Allison. Where is that? Let me give you the the exact timestamp because I got it. Seconds. At 49 seconds, the look on Viserys's face, I'm just like, oh, yeah. <laughs> he, he looks like such a creep. But I don't know. I think he's, like, more classically handsome than Matt Smith is. No? 
I, I don't know. I'm, I'm not good at telling whether or not boys are I, handsome. I don't, I don't know. I don't find either of them particularly handsome necessarily. Maybe it's just so the it's crown like, I'm, I'm into. Right, or like the, the power, the lust yeah. for power. Yeah, exactly. But your Matt Smith does look really good. Um, Damon, we see him in like a couple different states, you know? So this is one thing I was thinking about. Mm-hmm. We get like a very specific plot line and story very much surrounding like a single conflict. There's a lot of other things around that, but this is pretty much just around the conflict, the greens and the blacks conflict yeah, at the beginning of that. Sure. But we're getting a lot of stages and flashbacks. And so we're seeing these characters at many different points yeah, in yeah, their lives. Yeah, we're life. seeing that there is a... a- the difference in time being introduced. Yeah, because we see these characters, you know, so young and old. do you think that there's going to be concurrent flashbacks along the series? Or do you think that, like, the first couple episodes will be setting up a stage of these younger characters and then moving forward in time uh, to deal with everything? Because I, I kind of feel like they're not going to do jumps back and forth. I feel like that they're going to go go through this sort of chronologically and that there's just going to be a skip at some point. So I was reading, and I apologize for not remembering where this came from, but I was reading that, for example, Young Rhaenyra is slated for 10 episodes or something. Oh, okay. And so... Okay, so there will be. It Never may mind. mean... I'm wrong. I don't know how how heavy the flashbacks will be at any point in time. At least in every episode. Yeah, but like. it se- seems like there is something. I could be wrong. It also could be misdirection because people know that the casting That's true. info does leak. And That's so true. it might be purposeful misdirection too. I'm not sure. That's true. So it's hard to say. Yeah. But um, it seems like there could potentially be a lot of consistent jumping back and forth, which would be an interesting way to tell the story. We see, I mean, we see far back even when at the potentially at the Great Council at Harrenhal. Yeah, I think that we're going to see further back than we think. Yeah, I think that we're going to see. It's like we've been talking about. I think that we're going to see uh, at least a pretty broad setup. Like we may see uh, Aegon and his sisters like coming to Westeros, for example. There's a lot of there's a lot of backstory to cover, and even though it's as we were saying familiar, and even though it's though it's available. You could just read the book. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of backstory that happens to, in Fire and Blood. They have to contextualize it up to this yeah, point, yeah, though. Yeah. It's like 100 yeah. years that they have to contextualize in some way, probably in the first episode. I mean, they have to make it interesting enough for us to want to follow these guys, or at least least not maybe less interesting enough mm-hmm. to like not want to latch on to like Jaharis and Ali San right. and to come to, to come to this point and to make it feel like this particular, like, like 20-year, 15-year period or whatever in the Targaryens is going to be the one worth focusing on. Hmm. Another moment I really liked is that moment between Rhaenys and Rhaenyra when she when Rhaenys says men would sooner put the realm to torch than see a woman ascend the Iron Throne. And um, I'm looking forward to kind of the bond between the two of them. And you guys thought their you shared Brienne. experiences. There's going to be even more girl power in this right. series. <laughs> Lots of girl power. So that was exciting to me to kind of see them interacting and, and their understanding between the two. Rhaenyra looked intense in that. I mean, she looked intense this entire trailer. Well, Rhaenyra also but, looked good yeah, in she this did. trailer. <laughs> I was like, wait a second. I'm sensing some Daenerys vibes here. Yeah, to- 100% they're leaning into that. I have not been paying attention to it, I guess, close enough, but I was like, oh my gosh, I see what y'all are doing here. And sort of like another... See what side you're going to pick? Well, it, it, see, <laughs> speaking of sides, yeah. I guess we'll get to that at a later <laughs> a later time. Apparently the Greens and Blacks aren't quite decided on the back end, but uh, we've all kind of made up our mind <laughs> yeah. as we polled the audience recently, 80-20 to the Blacks. Oh, man. And so basically, to summarize kind of what we've been talking about, this season of 
There's so many. I almost called it Hot Dance tea. of Dragons. <laughs> this season of House of the, the Dragon. I keep calling this show Fire and Blood, and I keep <laughs> calling Fire and Blood House of the Dragon. You can correct me every single day. Um, so this season, based on what the trailer looks like, mm-hmm. is we're just setting the groundwork for the Dance of the Dragons. The full-blown, this is very exciting, but the full-blown like Targaryen Civil War. God's eye. That's coming. That's not season one, it seems to be. And so we have a lot to look forward to. Blood and cheese. In the coming years. So... Full blown civil war, da 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 da. This eventually is going to lead to where we knew Westeros at the beginning like of said, Game we're of Thrones. Not so all the big moments in the first season. It's exciting. Yeah. It's exciting. So I think that if you want to see a breakdown specifically of moment by moment, there's hundreds of them online. Um, you can Google it. <laughs> you can find um, specific breakdowns if you'd like to. We're just here for the vibes. I think that we should, why don't we go to our owns and then we ask all of you on social media for your owns. We're back in season, baby. So what? <laughs> we'll read our owns. We get then... a lot more owns this time. I know. What happened? <laughs> it's like you guys aren't reading every chapter, but second a, a one minute, 15 second trailer drops, so I got a lot of ideas. <laughs> like, Awaken from the dead. So um, I'm ready with my own. Unless you want to, because I've been talking for a minute. No, oh, I haven't even picked out my own yet. I so a, you read yours first. I have a very simple own then. Okay. It's going to take three I already, seconds. I know what my own is. Oh, okay. Too, great. Yeah. Okay. I just, I just remember. Go okay. ahead. Did you read my own on the no, piece didn't. of paper that, no, we're, that we're sharing? Um, I'm going to give my own to 32 seconds within the trailer when we see young Rhaenyra standing in front of the Iron Throne. After Viserys, everyone's like swearing fealty to him and he names her as his heir mm-hmm. and she's standing in front of the Iron Throne. Her dress is stunning. The big sleigh. The, big sleigh. Big sleigh. the needlework on that thing. She just looks ethereal in that shot. And so own to her and to that moment. I really loved it. And own to the whole trailer, but that's that's where I'm gonna pick. Two owns. I wanna give one own to the Focus on dragons and dragon eggs. I thought it was a really nice way to characterize early Targaryens and sort of give more context, even more gravitas to how season one ended of Game of Thrones with Danny having the uh, having dragon eggs that were going to survive and going to fruit and them hatching. After looking at this trailer, I'm imagining people in 20 years deciding like they had to do with the prequels once the prequels of Star Wars were out. Like, do I watch the first prequels of Star Wars Mm. to give me more context on Vader Mm -hmm. and Luke or not? And that same that same opportunity is going to be here one day and you're going to be able to see how important and how uh, crucial and all the other stuff, obviously. But just based on the stuff we're going to see in season one, how uh, important and crucial the eggs are and like their relationships with the dragons are and uh, some fire MCU and carrying the uh, the case into the potentially yes. the Heron Hall Council yes. like just all of it is that I uh, just a really cool art to go along with who they are as characters in a story and uh, my second one is going to go to poor Quentin on Twitter who said that he was cartosexual because uh, <laughs> he wants to be fucked on a map table or fuck on a map table. I didn't ask, uh, which which is also a uh, a, 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 a own to the, the painted table. I saw a side-by-side comparison someone posted on Twitter. It was like Game of Thrones painted table, House of the Dragon painted table. And it was like, you know, very normal, like blue ambient lighting in GOT. And mm-hmm. this is so dark with the candles and shit yeah. all over it. 
holy crap, if that's any kind of like analogy to the difference in like the approach in like the glitter and the intensity of how they're going to shoot this and uh, depict it, this is going to eclipse Game of Thrones artistically, which is exciting as hell. Exciting as hell. What if the table... Turns? Turns. What if the table is just like supposed to be a different table but they didn't have a lot of tables available like they used to do in old Hollywood you know where they'd right. reuse sounds sure yeah you're right to yeah. things so they've, they're just like man we really need a big table and we gotta cut some corners anyways my joke is not funny let's go to everybody <laughs> let's go to other cool, people's own we'll go to um everybody's own so first we asked on Instagram for your owns of the series not the series of the trailer and Amy Me 4 says, my own goes to all the Allied families, especially Stark. T-Line Barry 13, Damon, because fuck yes. <laughs> Vanessa, who says, this trailer owned my workday as I got nothing done after watching. LOL, us two. We were literally running a trade show event. We were like running the soundboard for <laughs> a like, congresswoman. I'm going to ruin your sound, congresswoman. Yeah. <laughs> the trailer dropped. I was like, I literally can't do this right now. Mike the Benson, own to all of us fans for putting some salve on our burnt asses and jumping back on the dragon. <laughs> yeah, my my thighs are are ripped up right now. I can't wait till they callous Mike. <laughs> and then last but not least on Instagram, um, Benjamin Adjate, who says just says Allison with lots of exclamation points. On Twitter, Micah, who DM'd us, co-host of the Planetos podcast. My hot D trailer own goes to Rainey's, the queen who never was, for being a boss. Capital Boss. That's a classic own format. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Micah. Also, shout out to the Lady Shelley who writes, I can't wait for all of us to hate the Greens together. <laughs> <laughs> Finally, we'll be united over something, everyone. At Connor Targaryen says, my own is going to Alessant, so not everybody is going to hate the Greens, for seemingly giving Rhaenyra the dirtiest of all looks already. I'm ready for the rivalry between them. Hashtag Team Blacks, hashtag not my queen. Travis Cole, straight, savage, Cole writes, my own goes to the new look they gave the Iron Throne, which feels more like it should have been from the beginning, even if it's still not on par with how Jerem describes it in the books. Um, Travis Cole told us that he finished reading Fire and Blood and he already picked an own for every chapter and he has it in a Word doc for whenever we tweet it out. <laughs> get on Travis's level. <laughs> yeah, get on Travis's level. Um, at Belfler, who says, own to Rainey's warning Blue. young Rhaenyra that the realm would burn before she ascends the Iron Throne, not just because of the foreshadowing, but because the queen who never was, was living proof. They represent the past and the future struggle, or past and present. Past, present, and future if you add Danny. Fun. John of Knoxville writes, Owen Rainey's hair, is she hiding a dragon egg under there? <laughs> <laughs> At Jamie's Girl GOT says, All the High Lords swearing fealty to Viserys and his heir Rhaenyra. Same. The realm's delight. And the snark Damon gives in response. Ramin Javadi does not write to us, but he writes, The reign of House Targaryen begins. <laughs> he sends in an own. At Conqueror's Crown, everything. But seriously, I think the shots in the throne room are still breathtaking for me. It really sets the tone of the series, and I'm finally seeing this dynasty in full power. That's it for trailer owns. If you want to send in your own, either for this trailer, for House of the Dragon in general, for Ice and Firecon, for Fire and Blood, whatever you want to do to send in owns, you can find us on Twitter, on OnlyFans, on Facebook, on Instagram by searching for Game of Owns, or you can send us an email to contact at gameofowns.com. We try to convince George to start an OnlyFans. <laughs> 
and a TikTok. <laughs> and a TikTok. <laughs> so we'll see. Uh, we're, we're waiting on uh, on word back from that. Um, Hannah, this is uh, trailer time. And we got, what is it, just about three months left. We're in season, baby. Yeah. yeah. And so we're going to be moving forward on Fire and Blood between now and the launch of the series. And we're going to be taking a break for any uh, authors that want to talk. <laughs> um, but that's it. That's the only, the only reason we're going to pause for Fire and Blood because we have to get to this point in our read-through. So please join us if you want to get through the Dance of the Dragons and Fire and Blood and send in your owns. Hannah is holding up the next chapter. It is Birth, Death, and Betrayal under King Jaehaerys the First. That's Jai, our next Jai chapter. Rule. Jai Rule. <laughs> Jai Rule. That's our next chapter. That's our next episode. So get caught up, get hype, and season's here. We'll be back soon.